Hey guys, welcome back to How You Doing Podcast. I'm Beverly and I'm a work in progress. I'm David, the boy from the lakeside. Hi, Wagon. I'm Ivan Kelly, striving to be the best version of me. And I'm Pauline Gethy, once driven forever mental health. And welcome, welcome back to the second episode of How You Doing Podcast. This is a continuation of the last one, which um, talked about African parents. So this will be African parents part two. And the topic for today will be attachment styles. So I think the first thing we need to do is define what are attachment styles. So there are a few main categories. There is secure attachment, there's insecure, disorganized attachment, and there's the avoidant attachment. So insecure is the ideal situation you grew up with, your physical and emotional needs catered to. It's quite literally almost a perfect family. You could Mm -hmm. tell each other everything, there was a lot of trust. Avoidant, your parents didn't really cater to your needs completely. They kind of ignored you to some extent and like didn't make you a priority. Mm. And then these insecure or disorganized. So basically, they were good today, bad tomorrow. Like just hit or miss all the time. They were never really constant in the way they treated you growing up. All these styles influence like how you are right now mm. and into into like as you grow older. Mm. So basically, attachment styles um, stem from our primary and secondary socialization so mainly in the primary so to from our parents does that mean okay do we also get it from let's say friendships when we were small like for example if someone at a young age went through a lot of bullying will that does that create attachment styles of you know friendship situations now or is it just family the way the attachment styles like was started it was between a child and their attachment figure. So the person Mm. who is bringing them up Uh, since birth, mm. that person is their attachment figure and the way they treated that child is now, that's that's where the study comes from. Mm -hmm. The child and that attachment figure. It could be a guardian, your parents, um, mom, dad, sibling, anyone, whoever was there a lot Mm -hmm. and whoever raised Mm -hmm. you mostly growing up, that's your attachment figure. And that person is the one who has influenced your attachment Mm. So there's secure, there's avoidance, mm-hmm. there's disorganized. Disorganized. Okay. What do you guys think? Mm. Yeah, I'm just um, for secure attachment people, the people who are securely attached. I think it it comes from a childhood where their caregivers was more responsive and attuned to their needs. Mm. So they they whatever they needed, <coughs> um, they got. Mm. And, and this should not be confused to what they want because sometimes what you want is not really what you need mm. <laughs> and um for the anxious guys is is i when the caregiver was um inconsistent and predictable with affection mm. um, and it it's it stems down to um more of like unreliability so like you're always anticipating for something so like your parent is good today and then it's bad tomorrow so you're like always anxious because you don't know what you're going to get and then Mm. now this just develops into like your attachment style so you're always expecting that switch in people um, builds that anxiety for those people who are avoidant we see that their caregivers were not responsive and they were very dismissive and distant Mm. so they did not get any affection from their parents um, this makes them um, 
pull back to avoid the pain and the the rejection. So like they they prefer to just run away and be on their own because they never got that love, that acceptance from their caregivers. And the last one, the disorganized one, um, is it 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 stems from an environment that is um, disorganized where the caregiver was frightening and traumatizing. Um, so this makes the child develop a sense of fear and lack of trust to others. Mm. Um, and this is this is mostly from abusive homes um, where there was a lot of I'd call um, world wars in the house mm. where like there's there's always something wrong. There's always a fight. There's always like it's never peaceful. Then you become fearful, avoidant because of how you've been treated by your parents. So now that we have an idea, each one of us, what do you think your attachment style is? That's an interesting question, honestly. Um, mm. I think I have a little bit of... Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I honestly can't tell. I can't put myself into just one category. Because yeah. mm. all of them feel a little bit relatable. Mm. So, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to do some more self-reflection if I want to fit into one category. I definitely agree with her. Like... You know, I'm not totally, completely sold into one of them. I have, mm. like, a bit of each of them. So, yeah, I really can't say I'm, I'm specific to one, to one of the three. Mm. I think I'd say um, different parents have different parenting styles. So, I'd say I developed a secure attachment style from my mom. Um, she is just, like, the perfect example of, a you know, a good mother. Like, I love my mom with all my heart. I would kill for her. But... <laughs> my dad um he had he had his his ways um i definitely classify it as both avoidant and discomfort Dis that's what disorganized disorganized yes yeah definitely um so i don't know if that was a good balance but i would say like it did develop my characters like wear and tear and at the same time um my mom would come and you know she'd be the person to mend everything together but um Interesting question. There's a theory by Sigmund Freud, and he calls it the the father attachment theory. Um, so his weeks, I don't know if you've read of his study. He's talking about how apparently um, boys from the age of around zero to four have this unconscious attachment to their mother. So he did a study on boys and said that, I don't know if it's in their phallic stage or something, they have this desire, this lust for their mother. And <laughs> exactly, it's very interesting. That, that, zero to a hundred. Zero to a hundred. Yeah. Is that lust? <laughs> it is a very weird theory. And he did a case study on a, on a boy, I've forgotten the name, and apparently um, now boys between that age... Um, they are very possessive of their mothers. And apparently, now he's generalized this to all boys. So boys, you'll tell us <laughs> what was going on. Yeah. I don't so know. he was basically, yeah, the case study was, um, there was a boy and um, at first he was the only child. Then now when he was around four, um, the they had a daughter. And apparently this boy was very possessive of the mother. So every time... Like, he would see the mother going to bathe the child or spending more time with the child, the daughter now, with, than him. He'd be defensive. And, I mean, it was an absurd theory, but it's sort of, I don't know, it's really been a figurehead um, in the psychological world. This theory has 
confused people immensely. So I don't know what you guys think about that attachment theory, um, where the guys are more towards the women and the women, okay, the boys are more towards the women and the girls are more towards the guys, the men, the fathers. Uh, I'll definitely say the last part. Yeah. But being possessive of your mom, definitely mm. like, you have, okay, I think it's just natural. You'll mm. basically kind of lean towards your mom. Yeah, mm. you'll definitely want to protect your mom. You'll definitely want to be to be there with her all the time. Mm. You, you'll you definitely crave for her, like, attention, her affection and all that stuff. More than your dad. Yeah, kind of. Your, your dad's something like, um, you kind of see him more as a shadow figure. You mm. know, like, basically, <laughs> African parents, your dad's, like, the scary one. And mm. your mom is more of the cool and children. Mm. So you'll definitely kind of lean towards your mom. When you're with your dad, you'll definitely be a totally different person. That's facts. But yeah. yeah, so when someone tries to take your mom away from you, you'll definitely become offens mm. defensive. Mm. Yeah. That's true. What about you? I choose not to comment on this. Plead the fifth. Why? Fifth on this. Why? Because the reason. There's no win situation in whatever I'm going to say. <laughs> No, but I think it's, it's true. like one group is going mm. to be offended. Something very interesting um, that Denzel said: um, a son is a firstborn son is a mother's uh, last love, mm. Mm. and a mother is a son's first love. That's weird. I don't know why that statement usually it cringes. It's, yeah, yeah, it such a cringe. But so it makes I, I feel like it makes sense. It's not yeah. like for for guys you'd you'd realize that one way or another you're looking for your mother in other the people girl. you date. Yeah. That's not okay. It's it's not Yeah, it's, it's true. It's very subconscious. Why? Are you are you confirming this theory? Is that I'm, what you're saying? I'm pleading the fifth. Are you saying it's true? No, 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 no. You're not pleading the fifth. I'm stating what research has said. Mm. Uh, but like you'd you'd start seeing like if your ideal woman is very close to, to your, mom. your mom. I mean, but not to, it doesn't work for everyone, but like most men, it's it's like that. That's interesting. That's not That's okay. Really, yeah, it's not okay. But like you, you, you see that a lot. Even with girls, you find, yeah, you, you come to find your father. Your father, yeah. yeah. Like especially if you have like an abusive father, you tend to find them, you know, you getting like more the, aggressive guys or something. Yeah. So, you like them rough. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the first question of today is: To what extent did your parents influence your attachment style? Um. From my point of view, I'd say um, my parents were kind of. I'd say it was a mixture of uh, avoidant and disorganized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was definitely I'm a sorry. mixture. I'm sorry. I apologize. I actually don't think it did. Um, I chose what I wanted, mm, uh, mm. and mine is more of, um, I'd say disorganized. <laughs> there might be days I'm like, I definitely want to talk to you. I definitely want to hang out with you. Mm. But then the other days I'm like, no, I, I just don't feel it. Like, it's not that, it's not like I hate you, but I just don't have it within me. Like, mm. uh, we can talk today, be like really close, say hi, greet each other. And then the next day we meet, I'll pass like I don't know you, but mm. I don't hate you. But like I'm like, oh, see you've seen me. See that's that's enough. Like mm -hmm. yeah. 
Mm. What about you? <laughs> I would say, yeah, it has definitely influenced how I am as an adult. Like, the um, I can't really put myself into one category, so I, I don't know how to vouch for myself. But I would say how it has influenced me, like now, up to, up to where I am, is it has made me a bit of a, I need to make other people happy to stay. Uh -huh. mm. Like, a bit of a people pleaser. Mm. Like, I'll definitely, I'm, I'm the type of person who say, I can change him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm her. I'm, I'm, You're her. I'm oh her. my God, yeah. I can this change, is God's gift. I can change <laughs> him as if he's a jacket. Like, I, I literally tell myself yeah. that in my mind. And yeah, I think it's been influenced from them. As mm. Ivan has said, like, some days they'll be, they'll be like, yes, yes, yes. Come, let's talk, my daughter. Come. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then other days they're just like, eh. You get that uh, annual handshake. Annual handshake. <laughs> <laughs> you get that handshake, that annual stare. Mm. Just looking deep in your eyes. Mm. Yeah. So, this, when it comes to my attachment styles, there's a lot one pack. I don't mm. really know where to put myself. Mm. What about you guys? Yeah, I blame a lot of the person I am on Western culture. I grew up watching a lot of movies and reading a lot of books. So I mm. think to some aspect I was raised by that. But at the same time I feel um, it played an important role because I'm securely attached. That's because like, I really got what I needed when I'd ask for something, I'd get it. Um, so anything that is not that is stems from Western culture. So any anxiety I get in relationship, um, being avoidant and all that is just things I've seen in movies or, or read in books and I act on it thinking that it's cool or it's <laughs> the way that things should be. Because <clears throat> like, do you know like this this over glorification of toxic relationships mm -hmm. in, in movies and shows yeah. mm. and even telenovelas, especially telenovelas like there's such a roller coaster in the relationship. They go through mm. like amazing highs and then very terrible lows. Yeah. Mm. So like it makes you start thinking that that is normal. <clears throat> that is how life should be, but it's not. So yeah. I think hmm, now that I've come to think about it, um, as I said before, um, I think I got a little bit of everything. Um, so I think it translates to different aspects of my life. Um, I'd say avoidant, the extent it has, or the impact it has had on my relationships. Um, I think I'm a very, I'm a very, I won't say sheltered, but I'm a very conservative person. Um, I don't really, I'm not all that touchy-touchy-feely, you know, ram, romance type of person. And also just... I don't like I genuinely don't like people touching me like it's fine as long as we're cool and we're boys but like I mean you know the way you can just sit with someone like you know you put your hand on their shoulder I really don't like that like at all just don't touch me but so I think it does have a problem with my relationships because I tend to be I mean I wouldn't say not intimate I mean like just distant yeah and Okay, that definitely stems from the family dynamic that I grew up in um, with my father now, obviously. But as I was saying before, like, it created a good balance because my mom was very secure. So I'm still conscious of the fact that I shouldn't be distant. I should be open to new opportunities, you know, open to 
just being human and letting other people be human around me. Lol, that sounds so weird. But I, I, I know you get what I mean. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I'm just like a yin-yang. Just a bit of everything, a bit of bad in the good, good in the bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, just a side note, if, <laughs> if you're interested, <laughs> um, take notes. <laughs> Take oh notes. my days. Yeah. Is it okay. I will not speak further. I'm just saying if you take notes. These are like pointers. It's like, hey, come to the podcast and you're like, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow. I for the for the second question, um, mm. how has your attachment style influenced your adult life? Your relationship with people? Mm-hmm. Um has it made it easier for you to get along with people or is it kind of more difficult? Mm. I think it has my attachment, like the way I was attached growing up, has made it easier to get along with mm. other people. Mm. Okay, I think genuinely, like, I'm a super social person. Like, whether or not I feel like the way I am would have still been the same because I'm super sociable. But it has influenced because, as I said, it has made me a people pleaser, an extreme people pleaser. I'm the I can change him girl. So, <laughs> yeah, because. <laughs> I, t- I tell mm. my friends that and they laugh and I'm like, no, no, for real. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, it, it has greatly, greatly influenced, greatly influenced. I will not beg, that's, 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 that's desperate. But I will mm. definitely fight tooth and nail before I let a relationship die. Mm. Yeah. Mm, mm, tooth mm. and nail. So you believe all humans are possible are capable of changing yeah i don't know why there's always a voice in the back of me like i've had people who have done me that like completely like mm. to help with these people but in the moment my mind is like no 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 like give, give them a second chance like they'll they'll change they'll be okay <laughs> like you can change them just talk to them and s- send them this tiktok on good vibes like you can yeah. do it yeah. and i'll convince myself that that's how it's supposed to be and that definitely i can see stems from childhood completely mm. yeah how, how many times are it blown up in your face uh, you know, there's, I don't. That's you can't change people. Like they you, need, they to need to do to it change. for themselves. Yeah, yeah. You can't really do it for them. Mm. And no matter how many times it blows up in my face, I still will find myself going back. Like I don't delete people off my contact list, no matter what you've done. Because mm. I always believe, like, let me give you time. Mm. You'll become mm. a better person tomorrow morning. Mm. <laughs> tomorrow by four. By four. By four. <laughs> It takes me such a long time to block, delete, or even just cut contact because I constantly believe like I can do something. Like I can, you need to try. I don't know try what, but Mm. that's definitely influenced by my attachment styles. Hmm. What do you guys um, think about simps? Being a simp in a relationship. Please be a simp. Be a simp. Be a simp. Oh no, me, I'm contrary of opinion. Please do not be a simp. Mm. For me, I think it's the total opposite because. I won't fall in love for everyone, but if I find that one person, like, it just hits you. For that one person, I think I'll, yeah, I'll definitely risk it all. You're risking, but, that's okay. But it's, that it's, it's so really cute. rare, it's really <laughs> rare, because, like, I, mm. I've only done it, like, once. Mm. How did so it end up, though? It didn't work out, but... Mm. Do you regret hey. it? No, 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 I definitely okay. do, but it's okay. only once. Otherwise, mm. nah, ca- you'll never catch me lacking like that. <laughs> Sorry. That was the one time mistake. One time mistake. Mm. You, David. 
I plead the fifth. Ple- no! You only use it once. I did. I you you guys made me talk last time, so like I I still have it. No, David, stop. No. Please tell Answer, us. Answer. What do you think about things? Oh, were you a simp and now you're embarrassed? <laughs> Are you? Were you? The it's okay. Is, we don't the shame. Thing is, the thing we don't is, shame anyone. You see, the thing is, it's not it's not that I was a um I was a simp or I'm embarrassed. It's just that um. I will speak against it here, but there's someone who listened to this podcast and they'll be going like, "Hmm, okay, okay." So you say here, I'm, I'm against things like gangster. You know, we're, we're doing we we're cold blooded, we're callous. <laughs> and then as you're walking out, you'll buy her flowers. So, yeah, someone's like, "Boy, please." Oh, just tell us the truth, baby. Just say, yeah. It's okay. Simping is good, man. Yeah, me, I think I think it's so cute. But I wouldn't do I it. I think it's Simping so cute. Yeah. Just don't lose yourself. Yeah, don't lose yeah, yourself. Yeah. Don't lose yourself. Yeah. And don't I feel like everybody at some point has a mm, lose yourself story. Mm, mm, don't lose yourself. Everybody has a lose yourself story. Mm, not me. Yeah, you do. Not you me. don't. Ah, it's coming. It's coming. Everybody myself. has a lose yourself story. The way you say you'll never fail. You have never failed. The next night you go out, you'll fail. Which is I've never blacked out. You will. Knock on wood, David. Okay. Mm. Multiple. Mm. Before we continue, let's talk about this video that was going around on socials. Mm. Um, the guy, the guy who was threatening his daughter. His daughter. That's Stephen Casolo. Oh, goodness. So he actually released an apology video, multiple actually, about three, Mm. on his channel, on another channel, and and what was his justification? His justification was. When he was growing up, he was told that oh. all the time, and he didn't think that it was a bad thing. He actually is the one who requested the video to be recorded. He's the one who posted the video on his child's YouTube channel. Stupid. And he thought that, Honestly. like, like it's not a big deal because I was told this so much growing up. Like, I didn't think it was okay, an issue. Okay, you were told this, but do you not know right and wrong? Like, yeah, are all great, morals, like, like disregarded? Now that's that's now that's interesting. I mean, I kind of got his point of view though. Because no, 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 no. I'm not, no, I'm not no. like saying like yeah. what he did is right. I'm not mm. saying that. But, but what you I'm understand where he's coming I, uh, from. His explanation kind of made sense, but mm. what he did is Mm-mm. still it's not Mm-mm. okay. It's Listen, not it's, good. It's, it's still such not. A that is not an explanation. Yeah, like to him, no, that is not an explanation. That is that is not explanation. No, listen, listen. That is not an explanation. That's an excuse. Because at the end of the day, even I have been literally emotionally abused. Do you see me going around, you know, just bashing people? It is a choice at the end of the day how you're going to receive, how you're going to interpret, and how you're going to use that information, how you're going to use that experience. So I think that's an excuse, an unforgivable excuse. And yeah, that's where I It's definitely wrong what he told. Like, I don't think you should threaten your three-year-old daughter at all <laughs> i'll, I'll was, kill you like she was, yeah, she, was, she was terrified she was, man she was she was about to shit herself traumatized. like for real because like yeah. if she's crying that mm-hmm. much then definitely she has been told that before before this is not yeah. like the first time because exactly. before a three-year-old is like that's scared mm. when you say the word just like that instantly mm. started crying mm. yeah so yeah and she definitely knows what death means yes it has exactly. such a huge impact on her when she hears it mm. so mm. that's that's mm. totally wrong yeah, that was wrong. And I think he owes the child an apology. He doesn't owe society. He owes that child a very, very big, heartfelt apology and change. He needs to change. Um, and I honestly can only wish for the child to to heal from that and hopefully to be able to let go of that. If they ever see that video in the future, I just hope, you know, they're at peace when they're watching it. Um, this actually made me think of a YouTube channel. It's called soft white underbelly um 
yeah it's that's such a weird thing <laughs> it's that's very weird very weird name. but it's basically case studies of different people in the states um yeah um different case studies of people in the states who have been through things as a child who have been traumatized emotionally abused molested sexually assaulted you know thrown out have been in and out of foster homes and now the result of what has happened and i think that channel yeah it's very very deep and very powerful um and i literally thought of that video and i was like does this guy not realize these small moments with this child will accumulate into what they're going to become as an adult and i think that can that can lead us on to the next question because in this um youtube channel the first question that guy asked them is where are you from and number 2 tell us about your childhood and each and every person or at least 90% will say my parents were separated or my parents i you know a single parent or my parents were abusive or my parents were this and that you find really find good you know decent secure families yeah. so what do you guys think like what what is going on with the world what what is happening to happy secure families yeah. are they still there or is it a myth now it's it's slowly becoming a myth mm. uh, it's slowly becoming <coughs> just something that we see on sitcoms mm. um i think it's it's a lot to unpack because there's so many factors that that boils down to it um first i think pop culture mm. has destroyed mm. the whole notion it has really family. done a number on mm. yeah and it you can even see how many um celebrities divorce on mm. a regular mm. yeah it's become the norm and put it on the tabloids <laughs> and make it everybody's business yeah, everyone yeah. yeah. and then complain when everybody's in their business oh wow that's so, true. so ironic like <laughs> Why why are you putting yeah. all your divorce documents yeah. everything is on yeah. Google all your dirty laundry it's and clouds. then <laughs> clouds goodness yeah that's get mad that's when people are in it. Mm, yeah it's a bit i feel like that's that's a pr stunt though yeah yeah and and for as long as people are consuming this kind of content they view this as entertainment mm. then we will always just emulate what we see mm. yeah because mm. you are what you consume mm. Mm. um oh Yeah, I know that theory that you're talking about. Mm. The cultivation theory. Basically, it states that um what you consume, especially on television, the things that you watch, the music that you listen to, mm. it influences to a point where you act like what you're watching. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. becomes who you are. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so like you can see healthy families have <coughs> declined when music stopped becoming about love <laughs> and, wow. and, and cherishing yeah. a woman and happy families started mm. become about drugs money mm. um and fornication mm. Yeah. Mm. so do you think the problem is when normalizing um these unhealthy family dynamics yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they are they are being normalized genuinely yeah. feel like mm. that's the truth of the matter you can see even in like in movies right now like a movie does not people don't want movies that don't have sex in it. Wow, yeah. Like yeah, almost every movie has a sex scene. And you're like, mm. why? Mm. In a very irrelevant part of the movie. Yeah, mm. and extremely and unnecessary. And the movie has kids in it. Mm. And you're like, this Such child cannot even watch mm. this movie mm. and they're in it. And you're mm. like, and 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 this is just like the small small things we take for granted, but it just goes back and then bites us in the back. It's What do you watch like this movie uh uh we allow say the names okay. yeah yeah oh 365 days mm. so people uh okay 
let me just say people people started saying that getting kidnapped by someone who's reached giving you no alternative um having someone evil trying to kill you mm. yeah all that toxicity <laughs> is what they want that's what they want in their life as yeah. in they want to go through yeah. that at least once and then um i think people accepted it to the point they're like if you don't go through this you haven't lived life mm. and then plus what you were saying the sex scenes like the sex scenes even made the, more people want to watch the movie yeah. so yeah like hollywood just does what people want and that just shows that people are messed up Mm. people are taking the negative and they're making it seem normal. Mm. So what what are these happy families doing then that we're not doing? Oh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> we here. Where are they? Can they please come I and think, represent themselves? I think when we started everyone had an idea what a happy family is. Yeah. A healthy family is. But mm. now we're like what is a healthy family really? Mm. 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 I think one of the things that a healthy family has is open dialogue and good communication yeah. among yeah. all of them yeah. like yeah. there's never that dictatorship of it's this or this you mm. know it's either you're li- it's either you're listening to me and if you talk back you're being disrespectful you know like mm. yeah. that doesn't exist rather there's open communication you can talk to each other and mm. not fear that oh my gosh she's going to yell oh my god it's going to get mad at me mm. like you don't this that doesn't exist so i think healthy families have really good communication. Hmm. Is there any like hierarchy in terms of the parents? Is it no, no, is no, it no. like um okay, not patriarchal. Okay, that's the one side patriarchal, but is it more neutral? There's a word, there's a word where the parents are equal. Um I've forgotten it, but yeah. Should like, the father is a father still the breadwinner like do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. because either way, like the child will need to learn certain things. Um, no, I don't think. I don't. Th- yeah, it, the, the a healthy matter. family yeah. has nothing to do with the structure um, uh, and the rules. Really? Yeah, because both of the parents the can provide. Uh, both of them can be home. Okay, after, yeah, that's what I was saying. The, after yeah. the whole feminist mm. movement and the 21st century, I feel like, um, like the roles that we had shifted. Mm. Like like mm. these days, men the new aged would man. would stay at home, yeah. take mm. care of the family, do things that women would do, and women would go out and, you know, mm. make bread for the family. <coughs> so it has nothing. As as Beva said, it, it it boils more to like the core values of the family, um, communication, <coughs> um, of the family, mm. and I think that is what makes a ha- a healthy family. Mm. I think we can finish by each just saying um, one thing we would strive to do better when, <laughs> if you want to raise a family, or just one thing you think families should strive to do better. And I'd say, um, I'd say just the whole principle of family, the whole foundation should be founded on like certain principles and that's love mm-hmm. that's um support that's uh-huh. communication trust that yeah that's trust, trust yeah. there should be principles just like any law legislation there are principles which are founded on it so the bedrock of love needs to be on love um sorry bedrock of family, family needs to be on love <laughs> communication trust and just honesty i guess yeah. yeah yeah don't lie to each other right don't lie to each other yeah what do you think, Ivan? I totally agree. Those are the core foundations. Everyone should stick to it and like open your eyes. Don't get deceived by what you see on a movie. Like, mm-hmm. don't just start seeing something and you're like, yo, I want that. Like, because mm-hmm. it is all scripted. Like, yeah, it's scripted. Like, all it's all 
he knows this will happen after this like mm. yo it won't happen That's that way for you is. <laughs> it, it will flop so as yeah. in open your what? eyes yeah. see yeah. through it and like just don't believe everything you see or everything you're told yeah. yeah it's like fairy tales you know fairy tales we only see up to the point where they're mind mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. this life the beginning, after that the yeah. phase yeah okay so that was our episode today thank you for listening yeah bye yeah catch <laughs> you next time <laughs> follow us on our social medias uh, find us on instagram at how you doing how you doing how you doing <laughs> and take care of yourself <laughs>